Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Quiz Kids, brought to you by the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold distress. Yes, when these occasional ailments make you miserable, take Alka-Seltzer for really fast, really effective relief. There's our class bell, Quiz Kids, and here's your first question for this afternoon. We're all familiar with the expression, king for a day. But who is the most recent queen for a day? Yes, friends, that's number one on today's question list. And how many of you listeners know the answer? Well, we'll soon find out what the youngsters here in our classroom have to say. For here they are, the quiz kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. Well, as usual, I have five bright-eyed, eager children facing me this afternoon, but today they seem especially bright-eyed, and that's because they are expecting a visit in our classroom today from that famous Western movie star, Gene Autry. Yes, kids, Gene Autry will be here later on, but right now, let's get busy with roll call. Patrick? I am Patrick Allen Conlon. I'm 11 years old and 7B in the Fort Dearborn School in Chicago. Doris? I'm Doris Richman. I'm 7 years old. And in third grade at Lafayette School. George? I'm George Cook. I'm 14 years old and in 1B at Roosevelt High School. Joel? I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 12 years old in eighth grade in Volt School. And little Melvin? I'm Melvin Miles. I'm five years old. Well, good. That was right to the point, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Now, for our first question, I mentioned that we're all familiar with the expression king for a day, but Miss Grace Seegerman of Towson, Maryland, watched to know who is the most recent queen for a day. We have three hands up, and Pat's hand was first. Pat? Well, uh, wouldn't that be Ju- uh, Juliana of Holland? Because uh, she is queen today, and uh, Juliana is the answer. I. That's I right, think. absolutely. Juliana is the answer. <laughs> That's absolutely right, uh, Pat. And Al Casalsa gives Grace Seegerman of Towson, Maryland, a fine Zenith Portable Transoceanic Standard Shortwave Radio for sending in that question. That's always the reward when the quiz kids answer your question correctly, friends. If they miss, 
you get a big Zenith radio phonograph combination with automatic record changer, the new Cobra tone arm, and two FM bands. If you have a question for this program, just send it to Quiz Kids Chicago. Now, this question is from 10-year-old Helen Johnson of St. Paul, Minnesota. Helen likes to read Bible stories because she says they're very exciting and are full of narrow escapes. Can you identify these narrow, uh, narrow escapes? First one, a king who was cornered in a cave by his enemies but was allowed to go free. Therese? That was King Saul when King Saul was sleeping. David, king uh, David... Um cut off a part of his robe. And then when King Saul woke up, he saw that part of his robe was cut off. That's right, honey. That's the correct um, answer. Oh, and, he, um, and he started to leave. And then King, and then David called out, See, I could have killed you, but I spared you. Then, they, uh, then King Saul re realized that he had uh, sinned, and they became friends again. That's right. That's right, honey. How about a king who was saved from enemies by a warning from his beautiful wife? Pat? Well, King David was, by, by Michael. He wasn't king at that time, though. Well, Michael, we're talking about a king him. who was saved from enemies by a warning from his beautiful wife. Joel? Uh, well, King Azuharis of Persia was warned by uh, Mordecai via his uh, wife, uh, Hester. Esther, Esther, that's so, right. Uh, that's absolutely right. Uh-huh. Fine, Joel. <laughs> Miss Ann Nemeth of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, thinks she can stump you quiz kids with her question. Our organist, Howard Peterson, will play parts of three songs. Each song was popular during a certain war. Now, you children are to tell with which war you would associate each song. Howard, let's have number one. Patrick? Well, that's all how I hate to get up in the morning. So? And uh, that was in World War II. What? World War I, too. Well, yes, more than likely, World War I. Yes. Uh, that's what it originated. But they got up early in World War II, too. Uh, too right? <laughs> yes, they certainly did. I guess they'll be singing that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what we do with the next one. Patrick? Well, that was Yankee Doodle, and that was popular during the Revolutionary War. Revolutionary War, that's correct. Yeah, uh, American sang it. Yeah, and here... <laughs> here's the next one. Joel? Well, that was during the Civil War. I don't know the exact name, but it was Blue Fly or something. Wait a minute. Uh, it ended like Master's Gone Away. Well, now, little Melvin had his hand up shortly after you put your hand up, Joel. Melvin, what were you going to say? Well, I think that was the First World War or the Civil War. Well, that's what Joel said, the Civil War, yes. Uh, what's, uh, what's the name? We're trying to clear up the title of the song. What's the name of that song? The Blue Tail Fly. The Blue Tail Fly, that's right. Uh -huh. That's correct. Well, I'm just wondering, uh, do you know that song? Uh, could you sing a little of it for us? Yes, okay. Fine. When I was young, I used to wait on Master and give him his place. And pass the bottle when he got dry. Fresh away the blue tail fly. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. 
Jimmy Crackhorn and I don't care. My master's gone away. <laughs> In case you quiz kids would like a little more time to figure out uh, what our what's it question is from Art Siegel of Oak Park, Illinois, you can go into a huddle right now. You remember the first clue given to you at the end of the program last Sunday was a lamb, a fish, a kid, impressionism. And now, here is our good friend Bob Murphy. Well, here we are right in the middle of the last long holiday weekend of the summer season. And it's nice to realize that we've still another day to go before getting back on the job. But between now and then, is there a long drive home, friends? If so, it can pay you to remember there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer to help relieve that tense, tired feeling brought on by long hours behind the wheel. And for the headache which so often accompanies that fatigue feeling, again, there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer for really fast, really effective relief. Or Tuesday morning, if you should wake up feeling headachy and upset, wishing you hadn't indulged in that midnight snack, just get out the Alka-Seltzer bottle, drop a couple of tablets into a glass of water, listen to it fizz, and then drink it down. Again, you'll echo those words, there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer when you see how soon you begin to feel better. Yes, friends, Alka-Seltzer can help you to the fast relief you want. So <laughs> depend on it. Whether you're at home or away, check that Alka-Seltzer supply. And if those tablets are down to four, remember, it's time to buy some more. All right, now, quiz kids, you can come out of your huddle and let's see if you have the right answer to our question. Uh, Pat is going to be the spokesman. All right, Patty? Well, uh, 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 we think, since the clues were a lamb, a fish, a kid, Impressionism. Yes. Well, uh, Mary's little lamb went to school. He followed her to school. And uh, fishes swim in schools. And uh, kids certainly go to school. Or they will be Tuesday anyway. And, uh, and Impressionism is a school of art, so we think it's school. Well, your thinkers are working very, very good because that's the correct answer. <laughs> All right, Mr. Christian. I know you're anxious to hear your first clue for next week's mystery question, and I'll give it to you at the close of the program. In the meantime, let's get along with more questions. Now, Mr. Bert Wake of Toledo, Ohio, knows that we would all like to have gold. So can you form gold, G-O-L-D, by naming a work of Charles Dickens that begins with each of those letters? Who wants to start this out? The word gold, G-O-L-D. Patrick? Well, Oliver Twist... Oliver Twist, uh, that's the, the O. Is the O. All right. And, uh... And, uh, what? Joel? The D would be David Copperfield. David Copperfield, all and right. And the G would be Great Expectations. Great Expectations. So, we have L to establish here. G-O... How about the L? A work of Charles Dickens. You give up? Well, there's Little Dorrit. Little Dorrit. Well, you missed that. Yes, that means that Bird Wake of Toledo, Ohio gets one of the big Zenith radio phonograph combinations from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Well, we can't expect to get all of them, kids. Now, the next question from the Alka-Seltzer question box is from Harriet Turlick of Irvine, Kentucky, and it's about food. 
If you were traveling around the world and ordered these foods, what would you have to eat? The first one, antipasto. George? Isn't that an Italian uh, appetizer? Yes, it's, uh, well, it consists of assorted uh, appetizers. Uh, that's right. Uh-huh. And uh, how about uh, paprikash? George again. Isn't that Hungarian? It's Hungarian. What sort of a dish is it, uh, George? You know? The goulash. Well, practically the same thing. It's a sort of a stew with paprika in it. Uh-huh. And uh, how about this next one? Kapuska kielbasa. I think I got some of that all over my gown. George? That's, Poli that's Polish sausage. Well, and what else? Sauerkraut? Well, you're warm. <laughs> Cabbage and sausage. Uh-huh. And how about Oklache Odyssey? Melvin? Chocolate soda. What, uh, what uh, language is that? Pig Latin. Pig Latin, Chocolate soda. <laughs> Since we have such a fine little uh, pianist as Doris in our classroom today, I'm going to ask her to go over to the piano, and if she knows any of this music question I, I'm about to read, she can play her answer. So, Doris, would you please go over to the piano? That's a good little girl. I've got a pillow on the chair there to make it high enough for you. Now then, here's the question. Arthur Stevenson of San Antonio, Texas, reminds us that musicians of long ago were not always poor. There were times when a king or some other lover of music paid a musician so that he could afford to spend all his time writing music. You quiz kids are to tell what musicians these people helped. And, Doris, if you know the name of the musician, you are to try to answer by playing something the composer wrote. Now, the first one is George I of England. Pat. Well, didn't he help um, Bach? Oh, Joel. Handel. Handel. That's right. Absolutely right. No more hands. All right. Next one, Emperor Joseph II. Therese? Emperor Joseph II was um, Haydn. I mean, um, Mozart. Well, you mean he, he helped uh, mm -hmm. Mo Mozart. Well, all right. Now then, can you play something uh, by Mozart? Well, yes, I can play the um, Mozart Sonata in C major. All right. Let's have a little of it. <laughs> Positively beautiful, Doris. All right, here's the third part. Prince Paul Esterhazy. Doris? Prince Paul Esterhazy was Haydn's um, patron. That's patron. right, Haydn. So, can you play something by Haydn? Yes, I can play the Haydn Concerto part. Oh, can you? All right, fine. Let's have Thank you. 
Thank you very much, Doris. Now you can come back to your desk. That's a good little girl. Now, the next question uh, from the Alka-Seltzer question box is from Janine Larson of Fergus Falls, Minnesota, kids. It's an arithmetic problem, which I am to read fairly fast, and you children are to work it in your heads while I read it. Now, here's the first problem. 20 minus 19 times itself plus 9 times 3 minus 15 divided by 5 times itself minus 8 equals what? 1. That's right, Joel. 1. <laughs> a lot of figuring to get to just one, wasn't it? <laughs> All right, now this next one. See if you can get this. Seven plus nine divided by two times itself plus nine times two equals what? All right, Joel. 146. 146 is right. <laughs> Let's see if you kids can answer this question from Michael M. Mitzisak of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Why is it still a possibility that uh, the 1948 World Series will be nicknamed the Scalping Party? Pat? Well, because the Cleveland Indians might win, and uh, they, uh, they hope to scalp uh, whoever wins in the National League. Well, of course, we can't be sure. Who might uh, that possibility be? Joel? Well, it could be the Indians against the uh, Braves, and then it'll be an all... Uh, Redmond, yeah. yeah. Certainly might, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that comes out. Mitchell Hamelberg of Beverly Hills, California, is a Minnesota farmer who says he used to, he's used to his own plowed fields, but he wonders where you would go to find these fields, Ebbets Field, where, Pat? Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Why do you say Brooklyn? Well, that's uh, the home of the Brooklyn Dodgers. That's right, huh? And uh, Hickam Field. George? Hawaii. Hawaii. I'm just fine. Or, I mean, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Fields of Chicago. The Fields of Chicago. George? On State and Washington. Well, what? Uh, can you tell I me think more? It's State and Washington. Huh? Because it's Marshall Field. Marshall Field, right. <laughs> Well, let's, uh, let's take a little breather now while we hear a word or two from Bob Murphy. I want to talk about that moment when a holiday weekend ceases to be a pleasant experience. I know all about that moment, Mr. Murphy. It comes along bright and early on the morning after the holiday. You're supposed to be feeling fit as a fiddle, all rested and ready to get back on the job. But instead... Well, if you wake up with a headache, you can wish you'd never heard of holiday trips and parties and fishing expeditions. In that case, the thing to do is... Sure, I was going to say it. You didn't let me finish. The thing to do is reach for the Alka-Seltzer bottle. I've found out from experience there's nothing quite like sparkling, refreshing Alka-Seltzer to help you feel like you're supposed to feel after a holiday jaunt. Uh, you mean... I mean Alka-Seltzer's quick. You fix it, you take it, and almost before you know it, you're wondering what happened to that headache that was making you so <laughs> miserable. Well, then you agree. Alka-Seltzer is... Fast. Boy, you bet. That uh, pain reliever, what do you call it? You're always talking about it. Uh, sodium acetyl salicylate. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I can't pronounce it, but I can depend on it for fast relief when I have a headache. And I do. I take Alka-Seltzer. And friends, you can't go wrong to follow this example. Yes, when you or someone in your family have a headache, let Alka-Seltzer be your way to fast relief. Keep a supply on hand all of the time. And remember our extra package buying tip. With an extra package on the side, the family's always well supplied with Alka-Seltzer. 
Get Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore. And now then, I want to introduce an old friend of mine. We were on the air together for many, many years. That great Western movie star, none other than Gene Autry. Just fine, Gene. Just fine. You know, it's uh, mighty nice of you to come over and see me and the kids, Gene, because I know you're doing seven shows today over at the Oriental Theater and setting records, too. Uh, Tell me, how much longer are you going to be there? Well, I'm going to be here three more days, Joe, but I wouldn't have missed uh, seeing you and these quiz kids for anything in the world. Well, I'll tell you, Gene, I'm going to turn the class over to you to ask a question of your own. Oh, is that uh, right? Yep. Now you're going to be the chief quizzer. So, wait a minute, you better put on my mortar board so you look like a teacher. All right, let's... Come on, let's trade. I, I don't mean, think it'll fit. Let me fit. have that... Uh, ten- I have I more hair there. than you have. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> well, I... Oh. <laughs> You're uh, short about three gallons on this hat, Gene. I can't get in for it. Oh, there's nothing wrong with the hat. The head's just getting too big. That's all wrong with that. <laughs> Well, I hope not. <laughs> well, all, all right. right. Go ahead, Nancy. Well, question. thank you very, very much, Joe. You know, this is really a great thrill for me to be up here and work with my old pal, Rodeo Joe, <laughs> and to see all of these quiz kids here, too. I've admired them for years. Now, here's what uh, I would like to ask. You know, when I was a youngster back home, I grew up in a small town down in Texas. Why, it seemed that all the kids wanted to be cowboys back in those days. And I'm just wondering today if... Any of the quiz kids had uh, ever had a desire to be a cowboy and what they thought the possibilities were, and uh, would there be any advantages nowadays of being a cowboy? Oh, we've got two at once over here. Pat? Well, uh, I think almost every kid, and I have two, after seeing one of your Western pictures, uh, then they all think, well, I- I'm going to be a cowboy if it kills me. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I want to have a, I want to have adventures like Gene Opry and ride along ride along the range and shoot the, and shoot the bad men and make love to the pretty girls and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but uh, sooner or later of course a lot of people do become cowboys but they're not most of the time from the east uh, when they're in the west they have a more better chance much better chance in fact because sometimes. Uh, you use the, you lose the interest after you haven't seen one of your pictures for a long time and <laughs> I see. Well, George? Well, uh whenever kids whenever every boy is about four years old he gets the uh, idea that he wants to be a cowboy and then all that day he pesters his mother to buy him a cowboy suit and then uh she gets it for him and then uh for the next two or three days he wears a suit and then one morning he'll wake up and he'll have forgotten the suit altogether. Oh well there's a lot to that too, Joe. Well, generally, every kid uh, uh, has two things in his mind. One, he wants adventure, and uh, two, he likes animals. Now, uh, for adventure, besides being a cowboy, you could be a detective or something else. But uh, being a detective, you wouldn't be around animals. So naturally, every kid would want to be a cowboy. Well, there's a lot to that. I might ask one more quick question here, too, on this subject. Uh, uh, how many different types of cowboys would you say they are? All right, George. Well, uh, there's the kind of cowboy, uh, who sticks close to the ranch and, uh, just helps around the corral, and there's the type that, uh, goes out and mends fences, and 
There's the type that uh, rounds up cattle. And then there's the kind that sits on the corral fence. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's almost uh, correct. <laughs> Pat, what do you think? Well, there, there are two kinds. Uh, the, kinds that, uh, the kinds that do the work and the other kind, uh, the other kinds who go out hunting the crooks. Well, that Jean, may be right, yeah. Uh, why don't you ask uh, little Doris what she thinks about being a cowgirl? Doris, I think that'd be a nice question. What, uh, what would you think of being a, a cowgirl? Well, I don't uh, exactly know, but I have been a cow cowgirl on Halloween. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Well, I might tell the boys here, uh, and also the folks, that uh, generally in... Uh, uh, the western field, there are considered two types of cowboy. There's considered the type of cowboy that actually uh, works the cattle on the range and, as you say, that rides the fence line. And then there's a different type of a cowboy that we call the rodeo cowboy. Now, there's many of the rodeo cowboys that uh, ride uh, the uh, Brema steers and they ride the bucking horses and they do all that type of work. And he might not be such a good cowhand when it comes out to the ranch to taken care of the livestock. And just as you said a while ago, many of the cowboys, some of them that uh, are some of the top hands in the rodeo field, they do come from the east and they learn to ride later on. However, most of the boys that actually do the work on the range, they really are the boys from out west. Hey, Gene, I, uh, we haven't heard from little Melvin. Now, he looks like he wants to talk on this. Melvin, stuff. how would you like to be a, a cowboy? Well, I'll tell you, I don't think much, although, but uh, uh, I think it was, uh, I forgot what day it was, that my daddy uh, took me to the uh, railroad fair with the other quiz kids, and uh, the, the funniest thing was uh, by the corral, there was, uh, kids had mules, not kids, but I mean there was a cowboy, a few, co one cowboy, and uh, all boys, uh, once uh, one got on, and then uh, three got on, and, and they, every time, none of them uh, would stay on, other, uh, the mule would always uh, tip over or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, sir. Well, all right. <laughs> Well, that's fine, and, uh, and if you ever come to California, that's where I live right now, don't believe everything they say about California, because sometimes, why, it might be raining when you get out there. <laughs> but if you come to California here with uh, Tombstone Joe Kelly sometime, he will bring you out to my ranch, and we'll show you what kind of a cowboy Kelly really is. <laughs> yes, sir, and we'll show you the ranch, too. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Gene. It was a real pleasure having you visit our classroom. My pleasure, Joe, and, uh, you know, I love kids, and uh, I've always wanted to see the quiz kids. I believe Mrs. Autry saw them down in Texas here a few years ago while That's I was right. in the Army, and uh, she's told me what a grand group they were, and... Uh, how much fun they were, and I want to tell you that it's been my pleasure to be here with all of you today. Thanks a lot. Thanks very, very much, Gene. Gene's up there shaking hands with the kids. I'll Listen, say goodbye to them. Uh, I, wish you, I wish you could stay so I could get your autograph. <laughs> Little Melvin said he wishes Gene could stay so he could get his autograph. And Gene's uh, stooping all right now, and he's going to autograph uh, 
<laughs> Chamber, little Melvin. <laughs> well, all right, kids. Now, uh, let's get back to our uh, class. H. Uh, D. Bryant of Akron, Ohio, says opera must be pretty spooky, judging from the two he has read. In what opera does a statue come to life? Patrick? Well, Zampa. The what? Zampa. Well, now explain a little of that. Well, uh, uh, that, uh, Zampa is a pirate, and he, uh, it's a sort of a scary opera, all right. And uh, he, he, uh, he uh, mistakenly puts a ring on uh, the statue of Venus's fingers. Uh-huh. And he says, uh, he said that he will love her until he dies, and then he goes off and loves someone else. Oh. Of course, he didn't think Venus would keep her promise, and uh, so she came after him, and uh, at the end of the opera, they both disappear. Uh-huh. But well, uh, that, that's all right. Life. That's all right. I'm going to accept that. Uh, however, Mr. Bryant of Akron, Ohio, didn't read that particular opera because he doesn't have it on the card here. See, but anyway, Joel had his hand up. What were you going to say, Joel? The opera that you're thinking of would be Don Juan by Mozart. What? Uh, Don Juan. It's Don, also called Don Giovanni. Well, it's uh, really called uh, Don Giovanni or the Marble Guest. Now, in what opera does a wall come to life? Real quick. We just had the bell. In what opera does a wall come to life? Pat. Midsummer's Night Dream. No, no, uh-uh. You give up? Hansel and Gretel by Humperdinck. Well, that's a miss, and that means that H.D. Bryant of Akron, Ohio, uh, receives one of the big Zenith radio phonograph combinations from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. And as I said, uh, there's the old school bell, and that means we're ready with a question for our judges, that mighty important question, who won? And I see the judges are already busy adding up the score, so we'll know in just a minute. While we're waiting, here's a message about one-a-day brand vitamins. Don't take chances. Are you sure you're getting all the essential vitamins you need from the food you eat? Remember this. Government surveys show that the meals of three out of four persons are short on vitamins. Don't take chances. Instead, take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Lack of vitamins in your food can cause you to feel under par and run down. So take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. 60 capsules, two months supply, only $2 at any drugstore. Potency guaranteed by Miles Laboratories. Lack of vitamins in your food can keep you from feeling your best and looking your best. You can't afford to take chances. Take one-a-day brand, multiple vitamin capsules. Well, children, the points for the correct answers each of you gave this afternoon have been added, and the judges, after taking into consideration your age, have totaled your scores. Remember, though, whether you win or lose in today's Battle of Brains, you will each receive a $100 security bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. And now here are your report cards. As a class, we missed two questions today. Pat was first, Joel second, and Doris. George and Melvin all tied for third. Well, what do you know about that? So we'll be marking you five present in class next Sunday. Yes, sir. And now here's the clue I promised you earlier this afternoon. The first clue on next week's Who's It question. Remember, quiz kids and you listeners, too, I can read it only once, so you'll have to pay attention. Here it is. Men at play add to his cares a uniform he seldom wears. Yes, sirree. What do you think you can do with that one? Well, we'll have to wait until next week to find out, won't we? And until then, when I hope all you folks out there will be with us, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the Quiz Kids. Goodbye, kids. Goodbye, Mr. Kelly. Listen to the Quiz Kids every week and listen to Alfred Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. Gene Autry appears to the courtesy of Wrigley's Double Men Gun. This is Bob Murphy speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.